Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash motherbird hole. <laughs> and if you love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's jump straight in to today's stories. Much love, guys. And our first story comes from Sherlock Holmes 498, titled, Am I the Arsehole for How I Reacted After I Found Out My Husband Ran a Secret Background Check on Me Before We Got Married? Whew. We've been married for three years, and I only just found out recently that before we got married, my husband ran a background check on me and my family. I found out because we were on vacation with his family and they were doing things I had no interest in participating in a few times, so I stayed behind. He let me borrow his laptop because I left mine at home. I made a folder with my name and I was searching for it when I found another folder with my name. The folder was full of reports on me, my family, including extended family and two of my childhood friends. I read as much of the reports as I could before my husband and his family came home for the day. At first, I was just hurt he would do something like this without talking to me first, but as I read more and started finding out things about my family and friends that I never knew, I started to get angry. It's hard to put into words, but I felt like I had gone cold all over, but also like it wasn't me reading these things. So, when I saw my husband, I exploded on him in front of his family. At first, he tried to say it wasn't a big deal and his cousin chimed in to say it was normal and he wasn't the only one who had done it in their family. When he saw I wasn't calming down, he tried to get me to go into our room so we could talk about it privately, but I told him I wasn't going anywhere with him and I was leaving. My husband told me to stay and he would sleep somewhere else or he would leave, but we were staying in a house owned by his parents and it felt weird for me to stay and make him leave, especially since his family were there still too. I ended up staying at a hotel for the night and we both flew home shortly after that, cutting the vacation short. Am I the asshole? And we're going to start straight away with bumbling genius on this one who says not the asshole, what the utter fuck. And quotes, I read more and started finding out things about my family and friends that I never even knew. Then says, what the utter fuck? (laughs) Spare article 396 says, I'm going with not the asshole just based on how extensive this search seemed to be. I don't think it's super unusual to do a background check on someone, but the fact that it's your family, extended family, and friends leads me to believe this is some U-level stalky BS. And I'd freak out too. Judge Judd says and quotes at first he tried to say it wasn't a big deal. Then goes on to say anytime someone reaches for the not a big deal and tries to tell the upset person how to feel, they're being assholes. Quotes again and says, and his cousin chimed in to say it was normal and he wasn't the only one who had done it in their family. And says again, sounds like a family of normalized assholes, not the asshole. 
The ginger cynic starts off by quoting the bit about starting finding out things about my family and friends that I never knew, then says, something like this goes beyond your basic Googling someone's name or checking their social media. If he's finding out info about your childhood, friends that you didn't know, then he's gone far beyond a reasonable glimpse. Quotes again saying, when I saw my husband, I exploded on him in front of his family. Then says, I'm not sure what other reaction you're supposed to have, since you just discovered this. Shouting at a spouse isn't great, but in this case, I understand why. He went behind your back and violated any kind of boundaries you or the people close to you had. And quotes, he tried to say it wasn't a big deal and his cousin chimed in to say it was normal and he wasn't the only one who had done it in their family. Then says, his cousin is probably trying to de-escalate, but it's scary to think they all do this and know their date's history to this degree without their knowledge not the arsehole. He did these checks before you got married, married you, and you only found out by accident. So it seemed like he never planned on telling you what he had done. So much for trust in the relationship. If he had concerns, he should have talked with you about them and spent time actually getting to know the people close to you. Stuff like, are you divorced or do you have kids comes up during initial dating. Getting to know family and friends comes afterwards. Whether he did these checks before your first date or after several years as a couple. He violated your trust and went way overboard. I wonder how he'd react if you'd done the same to him. And one more from Binky Kitty who says, I honestly don't understand why people are calling OP for her reaction. Many people on Reddit seem to think no one should have a genuine emotion response in the moment and that somehow we should all be robots who think carefully before speaking and approach everything in a calm and rational manner, no matter what the situation. But humans are emotional animals. It's part of what makes us human. Instinctive responses to being hurt cannot and should not always be controlled and OP is not the arsehole for blowing up at this gross invasion of her privacy. Not the arsehole. This shows he did not trust you enough to be honest about your past and I cannot fathom building a relationship with anyone who you do not trust. And why would your family and childhood friends past be in any way relevant to your relationship? This was so many levels of inappropriate on his behalf. He should have asked you at the time about doing these checks, giving you the opportunity to decide if you were okay with it or if his lack of trust was a deal breaker. Now, three years later, you are married and that adds layers of complexity that will be hard to navigate. I wish you luck. Now, what do you guys make of our first story? What are your thoughts on it? Is it okay to do background checks on someone, even to this extent? I mean, we all like a little cheeky look on social media once in a while, but went way beyond here. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we move on to another story. And our next story comes from Tagman375 who says, am I the asshole for refusing to pay for ranch at a pizza place and going across the street to buy a bottle from CVS? So last night, me and a few friends went to a pizza shop in downtown Morgantown. We got a couple of pizzas, some regular and some gourmet. We didn't know, but every pizza came with a cup of garlic sauce. Well, none of us liked garlic sauce, and we asked if we could get some ranch instead. They wanted a dollar per cup and wouldn't swap the garlic sauce. Keep in mind, they were large pizzas and very hungry college students, and we would have needed about 10 of these little cups of ranch. They were these, and then shows a 43 gram cup of ranch sauce. We weren't about to pay $10 for ranch dressing and told the girl who bought the pizza out not to worry about the ranch. The restaurant owner overheard this and made a comment, shit isn't free boys, and that really pissed me off. 
There was a convenience store across the street and I decided to get her some ranch. I got up and walked across the street and bought a big bottle of ranch, enough for five or more pizza outings for $5. Some of my friends said I shouldn't have done that and the store owner gave me a dirty look. I was told I was petty and tight. I told them I was going to enjoy my cheap ranch and if it was that big of a personal conviction, keep their hands off it. That personal conviction lasted 30 seconds and pretty soon that bottle was being passed around the table. Remember, they gave out garlic sauce and refused to substitute ranch. It was frustrating and strange to say the least. So, am I the asshole for refusing to pay $10 for ranch and going to buy my own bottle instead? Now, I'm feeling like a potentially controversial everyone sucks here. The manager sounded a bit shitty. $10 for ranch as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be paying that either. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be going across the road to buy a bottle of ranch and bringing it into the restaurant because that's just not the done thing either. Justifiable arsehole? Possibly, but I think it's still an everyone sucks here for me. But now I'm really hungry for pizza. Dr. Mindbender's monocle says, you're the asshole for eating pizza with ranch dressing. But seriously, you shouldn't bring in outside food or condiments to a restaurant. Bruce says, not the asshole. As a refugee of the service industry, I would normally say you're the asshole for bringing in your own ranch instead of paying for it. But in this case, you were justified. The restaurant should have been happy substituted condiments of equal value. That's just good service. And the owner made that rude, condescending comment calling you boys. Fuck that guy. I wouldn't be going back to eat at that place anyway. You will feel my laser face says you're the asshole. You don't bring outside food into a restaurant because you don't feel like paying for the upgrade. You were cheap and the restaurant doesn't owe you a different dipping sauce. Fake Mona Lisa says you're the asshole. Is this your first time getting food at a restaurant? Of course they're going to charge you more than what you can get at the store. Thick Platypus says not the asshole. You weren't asking for extra, just a substitution. Once the owner made a snide comment, in my opinion, all bets were off and he had it coming. Now, what would you do in this situation? Do you think what OP done was okay? Going across the road, buying a bottle and bringing it in. Would you have paid $10 for that ranch sauce or any extra condiment, let's say? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. Pizza. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And our next story comes from Final Blackberry, who says, am I the asshole for refusing to host Thanksgiving for 20 plus people for the fourth year in a row? So my fiance has a rather large family. 
parents, two brothers with significant others, numerous adult nieces and nephews and their partners and there's usually always some distant aunt, uncle or cousin that tags along. I have two family members that join holidays. This year, neither will be able to attend. Last year, one was present. So for the past four years, I've been single-handedly cooking from scratch and hosting for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. So essentially, I've been cooking dinner for 20 people or so while my partner babysits a brisket in the smoker. There's a lot of logistics behind cooking for a large crowd. I start prepping the night before, cook all morning and afternoon, and by the time everything is done, I'm too exhausted to enjoy the food I cooked and eat. Last year, I requested that everyone attending brings one side dish or dessert. No one brought anything. I had a feeling that's what it was going to be as no one mentioned what they were bringing so I prepared for it anyway. Just to also mention, I have never been thanked for hosting or cooking, literally by no one. All leftovers get picked over and taken home. Last year I had to cook the following day because there was nothing left to eat except some baked brie that my mother-in-law turned her nose up to and I wanted to enjoy leftovers at least. This year I told my partner that I have no intention of cooking. If he wanted to host, he can cater. His reaction was, but that's our tradition. Can't you at least make some box stuffing or something? And everyone is planning on coming. My reaction was, nope, that's your tradition. I will not make box stuffing. And if they are planning on coming, you better put that catering order in. He has not spoken to me since. I also had to explain, and I shouldn't have to, that I haven't been feeling well. I finished an eight month course of pretty much rough medication that dries out all the joints in your body. I've been achy and miserable and I feel stiff when I overwork myself. Am I the asshole for not wanting to entertain 20 plus people twice a year, every year? I've decided to possibly sit out Thanksgiving completely, buy a pre-made single serving Thanksgiving dinner at the local grocery store and just needs to be popped in the oven for a while and going to watch that new Lady Gaga movie. So the tradition is, you work your ass off all day, don't get any food until later on, no leftovers for you, and you get absolutely nothing out of this and no one even thanks you for it. And when you have requested people bring side dishes, which I think would be a lovely tradition, everyone bringing some food and then enjoying it together and you're not having to cook all day, no one brings anything. Absolutely not the asshole 100% and he's not talking to you because of this. Yeah, I'd be really peed off as well. And I think you should just do Thanksgiving the way you want. And <laughs> I kind of pictured you sort of like with your, your meal for one or them have brought nothing. They've got no food made and you're just sat there enjoying yours. <laughs> Little bit of payback, right? And just going back to touch on that point of them not bringing any side dishes when it was requested. I'd be absolutely embarrassed if I didn't take anything along or anyone didn't take anything along and then still not try to help cook or anything. I'd be mortified. But likely Lemon says not the asshole at all. And honestly, I hate to be that Reddit person, but I'd be having some conversations before I marry that person. If your fiance is not considerate of what you need versus what he and his family want and also not pulling his weight now, will he as a partner when you are married? An important distinction is that you did not say, we can't host a dinner. You said you need to be the one to do it this year if you want it because I'm tired. And he balked. Rowan Ever says not the arsehole. So his Thanksgiving tradition is, we pick one woman who's been brought into the family. We tell her that her partner is hosting Thanksgiving. Then we load her with all the responsibility for hosting and catering. We don't help or thank her. Her partner isn't allowed to do anything apart from barbecue duties because his penis will fall off. <laughs> but what can you do? It's tradition. Yeah, fuck that. If it's so important to your fiance, he can host and cook. 
If he's that incapable, then he needs to stop volunteering. Go a step further, rent a hotel room for a week or stay with a friend. Make sure that if he goes through with hosting, he's not only left with full responsibility for catering and hosting, he also has to clean up by himself. Erin Ruth King says, not the asshole. I bet they leave you to clean everything up too. To which OP replies saying they sure do. I was seriously considering serving dinner on paper plates last year for this exact reason. Bagel Tan says not the asshole at all. You have put so much work into a family gathering and never got any form of gratitude. Does your partner know the amount of work that goes into cooking such a big dinner? Do they know the reason why you want to stop? If the answer is yes to both those questions, your partner and their family gets the big, you're the asshole. And Babs Garcia says not the asshole. I am not understanding why they did not bring anything when you asked. He probably loves to feel like BMOC and hosting. I looked up BMOC and it said big man on campus. Is that the one? Calmly explain it. It is just too much for you alone. Then write up a list of what meals consist of. Hand it to him and let me know he needs to call everyone and assign a dish to them. I too was cooking for over 20 people several years in a row. I finally made a list of the meal I wanted. These three sides times two. These three desserts times two. Appetizers times two. And sent an email to the entire group. Here is a list for Thanksgiving. I made it easy for you all. I'll be making the turkey and that's it. Talk amongst yourselves, decide who is bringing what. If you don't bring it, we will not have it. Do not ignore the times too, because with 20 people, one pan of any of the above will not be enough for all. I love you all, but again, I will not be providing anything more than the turkey as this year. I would like to enjoy the meal with you all versus serving everyone all day. My mother-in-law apologized for not realizing others were not chipping in. She always brought ham and whipped everyone into shape, including the adult nephews and nieces. It's worked out wonderfully since then. Or if hubby is set on hosting, you were right to tell him to call for catering. Besides restaurants, several grocery stores offer full meal catering for the holidays, but he is probably pushing a deadline by now. Good luck. And I think that's a great suggestion, you know. It'd be interesting to see what they'd done this time if an email went out and said, you know, talk amongst yourselves, if they would turn up and there'd be nothing but a turkey. Let me know what you would do in this situation. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Leading Equal 6340 titled, Am I the asshole for not calling out my son for treating my daughter badly? I have two kids, a son Ben, 44, and a daughter Emma, 42 female. Their father and I divorced when they were young. He wasn't a good husband, but he isn't a bad man. He is wealthy, he didn't bond with Emma, and he favored Ben. It became overt as they grew up. Ben was easier than Emma and did well in school and sports. Emma, although smart, wasn't interested in school and was rebellious as a teenager. Their father spoiled Ben and, if I'm honest, he wasn't nice to Emma. This upset her and she would cry, feeling unfairly treated. I felt bad, but I couldn't do anything about it, so felt it better to pretend it wasn't happening and hope it got better. It didn't. He wanted nothing to do with her, although there wasn't a reason why. Emma struggled to cope with this and, and I think expected me to stand up for her, but I hate confrontation and her father never listens to me anyway. I preferred not to discuss it with Emma and focus on other things, but she said I didn't allow her to be upset and didn't validate her. I didn't want to potentially cause a bigger rift and cause Ben to side with his father. Ben, on the other hand, was lavished with anything he wanted, money, cars. He was expected to be successful like his father. As adults, the relationship between Ben and Emma fizzled out, which was sad, but I couldn't do anything about it. 
Despite being given a large amount of wealth and more opportunities than most, Ben hasn't become successful and he is quite resentful about it. His father stopped giving him money a few years ago and he partially blames me because I told his father that he had given him too much. Despite being an easy child, Ben has grown up to be rather difficult. He has a temper and is very sensitive about his lack of career success, so we aren't allowed to talk about it. Emma is a stay-at-home mum. She's a good mum and her children's father earns a lot of money. Her father was regretful, so he reconnected with her. They have a relationship. It's quite superficial, but I think it healed the wound a bit for Emma, so she reached out to Ben. They got along well for a couple of years, but Ben stopped speaking to Emma. Emma was upset and thinks it's because Ben doesn't like their father's interest in her. Ben hasn't given her an explanation, but he told me a silly reason that doesn't make sense. I told Emma I think Ben has behaved very badly. She asked me if I told him that. I said no, and she shouted at me that I never stuck up for her or protected her, and if I can't do it this one time, she doesn't want a relationship with me. That I enable this behavior at her expense, and she's sick and tired of it. The thing is, Emma has three kids, and Ben has one kid. Emma will still allow me to have a good relationship with her kids, but Ben has made it difficult for me to see his kid in the past when he is angry, so I'm afraid he will do it again and stop speaking to me. I also don't want to be forced in the middle of them, so I won't do it. Am I the arsehole? Yes, and I'm afraid you will be the arsehole in the situation. It just seemed to be excuse after excuse of why you couldn't protect Emma. You pretended things wasn't happening. You, you said you didn't want to discuss stuff with Emma and focus on other things. And you didn't want to be forced in the middle of them. And still, after everything that's happened, you won't protect them. I'm not saying you can control father's behavior. You certainly can have a word with him. Even if he won't listen to him, you can still have a word with him about how Emma may be feeling. You even said through this whole story, you knew the reasons why Emma was upset. You knew she was upset. She even told you about her feelings and she would cry about feeling unfairly treated. But you prefer to ignore it and hope that it would go away. Yes, you're the arsehole. But Hotbox Bake says you're the arsehole and so weak. I feel for Emma. Alarmed Hamster says you're the asshole for being a, a total failure as a mother to your daughter. You allowed this behavior by not sticking up for her. So what if you hate confrontation? Does that give you a right to emotionally abandon your daughter? Be a silent accomplice to her abuse. You are terrible and if I were her, I'd never speak to you again. Since you just want to suck up to your son for the sake of being grandma. I hope Emma cuts you all out of her life. You've all failed her. OsaBear92 says, I feel bad but couldn't do anything about it so I thought it'd be better to pretend nothing was happening. Then says you failed your kids. You failed them by letting them be treated so wrongly. You're the arsehole. Parents like you are why we adult kids go no contact. Shame on you. Suitable Cod says, for someone who has been able to notice and observe your daughter's suffering and has the intelligence to ascertain why, your unwillingness to address or even discuss this ongoing issue is quite shocking. Your daughter is absolutely right. You invalidated her feelings this entire time and ignore the problem in hopes that it would magically go away. The fact that you're still more concerned about Ben's feelings says a lot. He wasn't just your ex's husband's favorite kid. You're the arsehole. Pocket Novelist says you're the arsehole. You, you make excuse after excuse for why you have never protected your daughter from her father. And now you're doing the same about her brother, letting her down all over again. What exactly does your daughter need to do to make you see that her feelings are worthwhile, that she needs someone at her side? You might also want to examine why you always defer to men in your life at the expense of your daughter's self-esteem. You seem to judge men by how much money they earn, as if this gives them more worth than women. 
You even sound more approving of your daughter's well-paid husband than you do of her, forced to be in the middle of them. For all the years your daughter has been on earth, you have chosen any side but hers. I reckon it's her turn for love and support. Whether you have the courage to give it to her at last is another matter. You've been an emotional coward so far. My heart goes out to that girl. It really does. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and your thoughts on all of today's stories. If you choose to share them, never any pressure to either though. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for being involved. You know, it means the absolute world. If you'd like to support further, again, never any pressure to do so. You can click that Patreon link in the description or the join button on YouTube and join up there. Massively helps out. Thank you so much for your love, time and support. And I will see you, your cheeky so-and-so, in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Brush my teeth up, watch my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.